This is your Places Call. You're listening to Theatrical Thoughts. I'm Emily Wyra. And I'm Jessica Fight. And today we are joined by Jennifer Newberry. Jennifer is best known for understudying Glinda on the national tour of Wicked. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm so good. How are you both? We really, really are good. Amazing to We've have been looking you. forward here. to this all day. Like we were texting back and forth, <laughs> like so hyped for this. This is always the highlight of our day. So oh, we are oh. so thrilled to have you here. Oh, it's so fun. I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> so we usually open our show. We were talking about this right before we went on air, but we open our show with our 60 second life story segment. You know, got to spook you sufficiently before we get started. <laughs> um, so I'm going to start my iPhone timer. Very official. Very not official. sponsored by Apple. <laughs> <laughs> we are not sponsored by Apple. If they wanted to sponsor us, that would be cool. Um, so I'm going to start my yeah, timer and you've got, you know, 60 seconds to tell us your entire life story. No pressure. No pressure. Okay. <laughs> you ready for this? Yeah. All right, here we go. Okay, I was born in Houston, Texas. I grew up doing pageants, ding, ding, ding. Then I went to a performing arts middle school where I studied dance and choir. Then from there, I went to a performing arts high school where I studied voice. And I got to do a little program my senior year with the Houston Grand Opera, which was amazing. And then I did a summer program between my junior and senior year at NYU and fell in love with New York and the city and NYU. So I applied early decision to NYU, went to NYU, did a show <laughs> off Broadway right out of college. Then I moved down to Florida to work for Disney World doing um, Finding Nemo the Musical and a couple other shows on property. Then I booked Freaky Friday the Musical with Heidi Blick and Steph and Emma Hunton and I moved back to New York. Then I booked Wicked. And here we are. And I got married. And here we are. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm impressed. You talked really fast. That was impressive. That was impressive. <laughs> I don't know how I stayed so focused. <laughs> I mean, it's like tunnel vision. You just got to power through. That was just like the fear inside of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. That was smooth sailing. And I want to know performing arts middle school. I've never yeah. heard of that. What was that? How? <laughs> so um, it was like a magnet school. So it's kind of like a, um, a, a specialty school. And they offered, they, they offered every, all of the arts. And it was kind of like a feeder school into the high school for the performing and visual arts um, that I went to for high school. And um, yeah, it is called, at the time, I don't know what it's called now, but it was called Johnston Middle School and it was amazing. And I love those, like I still keep in touch with a lot of the people from those, uh, from school. And um, yeah, it was just a really special time. But I studied dance and I studied um, voice. Yeah. That's so cool. That must've been so cool to like get into it in such a young age in the education realm too. Like that was always a part of your school journey that's yeah that's where I did my first musicals so what was your first show that's what I, I gotta know yeah no this is like I think I always think it's so funny and I don't give it enough airtime. but my first musical was plain and fancy have you ever heard of it no there's actually some really great music in it um I could not tell you who wrote it which is like bad on me but it is a great show um and I was the, I think I was like the little Miller girl who stood up and sang a song about all of the um, various plants that we grew on our farm. We were like all Amish and um, you know, it did it in alphabetical order. And so it was like asparagus, broccoli, cauliflower, dandelion, greens and escarole. That's all you get. That's all you get for free. But I sing the song sometimes for my husband and we laugh. We just giggle because it's the most ridiculous song. But that was my start in musical theater. That's too good. That's amazing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's and then enough. it was Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. And then it was I got to play Ursula in Bye Bye Birdie. Oh, that's such Bye a you. fun part. Yeah. So fun. So now you head over to high school and then you say you do an NYU summer program and that's kind of how you got to the city. So that was like in, in the city, that was like a 
So I guess what was that first, like, was that your first time in New York when you did that? It was my second time. I had done like another program kind of like in upstate um, before that. And I went into the city for like a day. Um, And my parents, my mom and her mom got to see ragtime and sound of music. And I'm just like still in awe that they got to see ragtime. Get out of here. Um, I, I would die to go back in time and see that. Honestly, like, gosh, get out of here. So, um, but yeah, this was like the first real time that I was like living in the city and I was there for like a month and um, we saw so many shows and it was just so much fun. And we tr- got to train with amazing people at NYU and yeah, it was great. That's insane. So then a little while later, you apply ED to NYU and I'm very jealous. <laughs> this is my dream school. That, I was going to say that is Emily's dream school. <laughs> With yes. love, love, love. So I guess let's talk about those four years. What was that experience like? What was it like living in the city for college? Um, what would you recommend? <laughs> it is, you know, I never knew anything else, but I think it's such a unique opportunity because most colleges are on a campus and most colleges are like very enclosed. Um, you know, you, you watch all those movies that are set on college campuses and you're like, oh, that's so awesome. Or like TV shows that are set on college campuses and you're like, wow. And then like you go to college in New York City and the entire island is your college campus. Like, Yes, NYU owns a lot of um, real estate, especially in lower Manhattan, but like just incredible. Um, I loved it. I actually left a part out of my life story. I left college after my junior year. I was supposed to go and study abroad at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts. Um, Supposed to go study Shakespeare. Um, I had like already put the down payment down and everything. And then I um, I booked Disney Cruise Line um and I so that was my first professional job and I left college for a year um to go do Disney Cruise Line and then I came back and finished up college wow that's insane so tell us about the Disney Cruise Line like how were you there for a year you said yeah it was like nine months or so I think because we rehearsed for two months in Toronto and then um and then we went on board for like seven and a half months so it was it was incredible it was like my first real time um doing shows you know multiple times I we did two shows a night um and we did three shows and we learned another show as well uh when one of the shows was offloaded and we did like a interim show so it was just really really fun i got to learn a lot about comedy um i got to learn a lot about longevity um and just being able to do a show that often and with like really no breaks in the week because we never had a day off uh oh well we had like a night off but we were still working you know but yeah it was incredible and um i I would recommend it to anybody who is a performer and who is um, just starting off. Uh, and Disney is an incredible company to work with. I've worked with them for many, many, many years. So <clears throat> I would suggest it to anyone. Yeah, for sure. I'm really curious, like what's a day in the life on the Disney cruise? Like what is, go through kind of what your experience was day to day. Yeah. So usually you have to work um you do the shows obviously at night and then you also have to do like meet and greet um like like you have to be a character handler basically for meet and greets so you help with that um so like say you'll be with mickey mouse and you'll take him around um at breakfast one morning and you'll do like a two-hour shift doing that for a little while um and then we would have for our shows that had stunts and things in them, we would have like stunt call and then we would have half hour call before the show. 
and then we would do our shows. And then afterwards, we the crew, like, we basically had to stay in certain areas on the ship. Um, as main stage performers, we were very fortunate and were able to go into some guest areas. Um, but for the most part, we just, like, all hung out and, you know, below deck in each other's rooms or just um, they, they, they take care of the crew pretty well. So they are very well. So they are able to like have themed nights or go see a movie or, you know, things like that. So it's, it's really interesting. I'm sure it's changed a lot since I've done it. It's been a minute, but, um, but yeah, I've, I still hear amazing things from people who are doing it. That's so cool. What, what an amazing like first professional experience. Yeah. So now you graduate from NYU and you are in an off-Broadway show. Tell us about that. What show was it and that experience? Yeah. So I always say off-Broadway. It was off-off-Broadway. Um, but it was called, um, but it was amazing. And it's what got me my equity card. And it was called Brother, Can You Spare a Dime? And it was about the depression. And there were three women and three men, and we played multiple characters. So I was the youngest woman, and um, it's beautiful. You can actually like listen to the soundtrack, I believe, on iTunes. Um, and you know there were these rich like six part harmonies, beautiful music from the twenties, thirties, forties, like just beautiful stuff. So um, yeah, it was a really great time, really challenging as well. I can imagine. I mean, I guess what was that experience like when it went such an intimate cast? I mean, I'm sure you guys got really, really close. Sort of what was that like? Yeah, it was what was interesting is that we we were doing it kind of we were doing it at the triad on 72nd. So it was uptown. Um, and we only did, I think, three or four a weekend. We didn't do eight shows a week. So we did get close and, and actually one of the people in the show was one of my old college professors. So that was really awesome. Um, yeah, and you know, we had such a great time. It was a very, it was such a small theater and such a small backstage, like tiny, um, but it was incredible. It was really, really fun and you know, the audiences really loved it. And we, I, I have to like sit and think about that because I, I know we had some amazing performances that were just crazy. <laughs> and I can't remember any off the top of my head, but yeah, it was really fun. That's so cool. So then after you finish this show, a little while later, you're down in Florida working for Walt Disney World, right? Yeah. So I literally had just gone to Ikea and bought like new furniture and stuff. And I was getting all set up and painted the wall in our apartment. We were like so happy, me and my other two roommates at the time, we were so happy that um, our place was finally coming together. And then I remember I was downstairs doing laundry and I got a phone call from a 407 number and there was no voicemail left well because my voicemail was full whoops so I checked my email a little bit later and it's the casting director for Disney um basically emailing me and being like I tried to leave you a message your voicemail's full please give me a call ASAP and I was like oh no what's going on so I call him back and he offers me the Finding Nemo show and I was just like no, I just got prepared to like be in New York. And, um, and, you know, I didn't take much convincing to realize like what an incredible opportunity this was. I was going to learn how to puppeteer. I was going to be the lead in a show, like, or one of the leads in the show. And like, it was just, ah, uh, just like, so cool. So I, I moved down there and I was only supposed to be there for seven months. And I definitely stayed for four years. Um, and um, I would have stayed longer, but I ended up booking Freaky Friday, which I had to put in my two weeks notice at Nemo and leave, which I had been coming back and forth to New York kind of the whole time. 
because I still loved the city and I knew I wasn't really done with it. And um, yeah, and so when I when I got that offer for Freaky Friday, I was just like, okay, and this is my way back to New York City. Here we go. So there was that. <laughs> Insane. So you're in Florida for a little bit closer to three years longer than anticipated. Yeah. So I imagine you must have enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was so special. I met some of, I met six, six of my 10 bridesmaids um, in, uh, in Florida, just like some of my dearest, dearest friends in Orlando. And we, me and my husband met there and we still, um, we still go down and visit all the time because our, they, that's where a lot of our family is. So yeah, we- oh, That's so cool. And Emily yeah. and I always said that Disney's the happiest place on earth. So I was just there, I just, I just traveled there for the first time in a long time this weekend. It was my first time traveling in over a year and a half. I just got back two days ago. Oh my goodness. First wow. time in like two something years going to Disney. So I was very nice. I love I'm that. Super jealous, but it's fine. She brought me but caramel corn. I was gonna say she. I got Emily caramel corn. From oh, Disney. that's a friend. That's a good friend. Yes, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> so now, what was your favorite part about working on Finding Nemo? Oh my gosh, I mean, the people in Orlando, Florida are some of the most talented people I have ever met. And I live in New York City. Like, and the thing is, is most of the people that, or a lot of the people that live down there have at one point lived in the city as well, um, have Broadway credits and um, have just moved there with their families. And then a lot of them have not. They've just been in Central Florida for their entire career and they have, they're thriving. And there's such great theater and, um, you know, arts in Central Florida, in Orlando. <clears throat> it is such a remarkable, like the people have to be, they have to be my favorite part because I just was so inspired by every single person I worked with. The, we have about a 20 person cast in the show and probably just as many crew members backstage making this monster of a show run. And it's just, it's incredible, um, truly incredible. Our technicians are all amazing. They, so many of them, it's, it's random for someone to have like less than four or five years of seniority um you know we have people who've been working there for 25 years and um it's it's just really amazing um yeah i can't speak highly enough about the people of orlando and how talented they are they if you ever get a chance to see a show in orlando do it they they are it's amazing it's amazing that warmed my heart so much that it made me want to go to Orlando like immediately. <laughs> and the theme parks like get it. They get it. If you go to the theme parks and you go to like Universal and you go to Disney and you see the show offerings that they have there, like, I mean, the talent. And some of it is covered by our, like the equity union and some of it's not. And all of it is just like mind blowing. I mean, they're just unreal. <laughs> I just, yeah. And also the show that Bobby and Kristen Lopez have written is just like no other. There's, there's nothing like looking at into an audience and seeing a full grown man crying as he holds his son and you know, you're having your, your Nemo. So you're like sharing this moment with him and you're just like, or I'll never forget when my parents came to see it for the first time. And like, you know, I was like, the last line of the show is, 
bye dad, bye son. And Nemo leaves and Marlon is just like, like just like relieved that he can trust his son. And it's just like, after that we all come out for bows and I run up on the ramp and I get to say hi to everyone and I'll never forget like looking down and looking into my dad's eyes and him just like welled up with tears and being like, you know, cause yeah, there's just nothing like it. Disney knows a thing or two about magic. Yeah, no kidding. That just made me mushy. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been so special and so cool to like share that with your family and my heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really special. So I imagine leaving for Freaky Friday must have been an emotional experience, but you did go to do Freaky Friday casually like you do. How was that? What was that experience like? And especially like coming back to the city after that long? Yeah, I mean, it was great. I, Tom Kitt and Brian Yorkie are geniuses, as everyone knows. Um, I met two of my dearest friends um, doing that show, Jesse Hooker Bailey and Sumi Yu. Um, Jesse was notoriously, she was Savannah, the meme girl. Um, and uh, Sumi was my, one of my one of my best friends in the show. And um, they were just like my life force that got me through all that time being away from home and just being in like random cities, you know. Um, and then uh, Heidi Blickenstaff, good night. She is just, she is not only just the most incredibly talented woman, um, but just like such a generous, generous soul and a brilliant actress. Like she's got it all. She's got it all. Um, it was just a great show to be a part of and the music is beautiful. And I, I don't know if you've gotten a, a chance to see the stage show. The stage show is different than the movie, um, version that Disney did. And it's really special. I, yeah, it's really special. So it was, it was great. I, and we got to close the show in Houston and open it in La Jolla at La Jolla Playhouse, which had always been on my bucket list of like where I wanted to, a place that I wanted to work. So it was really great. That is so, so cool. So now you growing up, I guess in, you grew up in Texas, right? Yeah, I grew up in Houston. Mm -hmm. So I guess kind of coming back home with the show, what was that? Was that like a kind of surreal moment, I guess? Yeah, it was so cool because I had never performed at the Alley Theater. I had performed with the Houston Ballet um, in a couple of their productions when I was younger. I had performed in the Nutcracker and in their production of Cinderella. But I, um, it was Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, one of the two. Anyway, um, I, um, it was just, you know, it was really cool. I got to see a lot of people that I like grew up with. Um, my, my whole family got to come, which was all, like obviously incredible. Um, I got to do a lot of press, which was so fun. Yeah, it was just really cool being back in Houston because I haven't really been there for a very long time. So it was really nice to, to be back in, in my hometown. That's so cool. Yeah. So now moving forward, you ended up booking this little show. I don't know if you've heard of it called Wicked. Um, so one of our favorite things is we love hearing about like the audition process and how you booked it. So tell us about that. Yeah. Okay. So I have been auditioning for Wicked for what feels like an eternity. And I, um, you know, I was, I, I got engaged in December of 18 on Christmas Eve. Zach, my now husband, proposed to me. And so we got engaged and that was really special. And like kind of, we knew we wanted a short engagement. So we started planning and we picked the date of July 6th. So that was our wedding date. Um, and I was like, you know, I'm just gonna chill out with the auditions. Like. I'm planning this wedding. This is like really coming quickly. I have so much time after we get married to then audition. So I'm just going to take a break. And then, um, so that was like May. I was like, I'm taking May and June off the rest of May and June off. So that didn't really pan out. 
and I got a I got an email on a Thursday that they wanted to see me the next day at noon um, to sing for the understudy and in the ensemble. And at this point, it was for both the Broadway or the tour. So I didn't know which one it was. They were both very starting very soon. So I was like, okay, great. Okay, this is okay. And I knew when I auditioned, I was like, dang it, this is that this feels like really good. This feels really right. I just need to like show up and be as prepared as possible. So I went in the next day, I sang, I felt and did the scenes and I felt really great about it. And then over the weekend, I was like, okay, well, you, I didn't expect to hear anything because there were like eight girls there on Friday. Um, then Monday, I got my manager was like, hey, they want to see you dance tomorrow. Do you know the choreography? And I was just like, I actually do. So <laughs> I'm going to just start working on that a little bit. So I started working on it. And then Tuesday was the callback um, from, uh, it started at four o'clock. Um, so I went in on Tuesday and I was like, okay, here we go. Gonna just dance my little heart out. Um, and I did, and they made a cut and then uh, they, I made it through that cut and stayed until the very end uh, and left. And I was like, okay, I feel really great about this. Um, so then the next day I was literally at my survival job. I had just walked in. I was late cause I was very lost and it still happens no matter how long you live in the city, you get lost. So I got to, to my survival job and then I get a phone call from my manager and I was like, this is either great news or bad news. And I just want to know. So I picked up my phone and I, I, um, she, she was like, great news. You're getting an offer. And I was like, uh, oh, uh, okay. For what, what, where, for what? And she's like on the tour, this is great. And I was like, this is great. Um, so she's like, okay, so now we have to just go in and negotiate your wedding. Um, <laughs> I was like, okay. So she's like, I'll let you know once they approve that. I was like, is there any chance that I won't get this job because of my wedding? Like, I actually can't move my wedding, but I can just like fly in the day before and fly out the day after. Like, I have to make this work. Um, so she said she'd call me back later. And then um, I called my mom, my dad, and Zach and got them all on one phone call. I have no idea how none of them figured it out, but they didn't. And I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on, and got them all on the same line. I, have, I, I don't know. And they, um, and once I was like, is everyone there? They were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, so I'm getting an offer. And my mom just like, she was like, oh, <laughs> like she was so happy. And my dad was like, that's great. Or something like that. I'll have to remember what he said. It was so sweet and so stereotypically him. And I think Zach was just like, what is going on? <laughs> it's like, he didn't sign up for this life. You know, I mean, he did, but he didn't. And um, so, yeah, and then we found out that they would they were gonna give me two weeks off um, for the wedding and for like a little mini moon, which was so great. Um, yeah, and then so I started rehearsals in Denver, which is ironic because I got married in Colorado. Um, so that all just happened beautifully, and then I opened in Seattle. So long story short. It all happened very, very quickly. I auditioned originally on a Friday, and then a week plus a day later, I was on my way to Denver. That's insane. That must have been an emotional roller coaster of eight days. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think that I've still like really processed it. I, <laughs> I mean, I just like, yeah, it was, it was definitely, definitely crazy.
I'm also yeah. just so glad that they gave you two weeks off. That made that just made my heart very happy that they gave you the two weeks. <laughs> yeah, it was just so generous. And and our stage manager, OB, he was just like, well, of course. He's like, yeah, you're going to get married. Go get married. Like, And, you know, I told them, I was like, I really kind of, I, these are the dates that I'd like to have off. But, and I think it was like 11 days or 10 days. Um, but because we had like a mini moon planned after the honeymoon, I mean, after the wedding and, um, I don't think we could reschedule it or something, but I was just like, you know what, if they won't allow me to do this, or if like, this is all based on like me getting this job is based on whether or not I can only take a week. I'll take two days. Like I'll take four days. Like just but let me do the show. <laughs> so, yeah. That's amazing. That must have been quite a summer. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the craziest year of my life, just insane. It was crazy. And then my husband was working at a job. My poor husband. He moved to New York for me. Then I like, and then we were like, oh, this is going to be so great. We're going to live in New York. We have this great apartment. We're so happy. And then, oh, uh, bye. I'm going to just see you later, um, you know. And uh, so he realized, he's like, you know what? I am going to try to do part of this tour with you. So he was able to get his office to kind of allow him to do some remote work and then after a certain amount of time he was like it's really important to me that I'm with you so he quit his job and came on the road with me and so now we just travel together as a little family me and Zach and little Shiloh <laughs> That's so cool. That's really sweet. husband of the year award yes honestly He's That's great. Precious. That's amazing. My heart is just like, I can't. That's so nice. And that must be so cool to like get to see all these places with him. Like I imagine like what you guys must be up to on this tour. It's really, it's really incredible. Like I think that before the shutdown, like I went to 16 cities and I think there was, I think he came to every single one. I think there was maybe like one or two that he didn't see but I can't even I'm trying to remember back and I'm pretty sure he was in all of the cities at some point um which is incredible and we feel so grateful that we're able to do that and so now we drive the tour and that makes it a little bit easier um especially on the pupper and yeah and on him because he hates flying <laughs> all right I gotta know I love I love asking people this whenever they've been on tour, but when you're in each city, like what, what's your number one thing? Like, what are you trying to like in your off days when you're not doing the show, yeah. what are you trying to get in and see or eat? Accomplish. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, I was trying to figure this out before the shutdown. And I was just like, cause I was like, I want to figure out like the thing, the things in each city that I like want to make sure that I do, because it can be very overwhelming going to a new city. Not only are you working, you know, six of the seven days um, and then trying to recuperate on the seventh, like you are in a new city. And so I can get to the point where I'll be like, last day or last week and I'm like oh, I didn't do anything and I just have to remind myself that in some cities that's going to be the case because we're going to have crazy rehearsal schedule or we're going to have creatives in town or we're going to have both or we're gonna you know th there's just so many things that are out of our control with the schedule um and me trying to cram in all these things no, no matter how well intentioned it is I still have to take care of myself so but when I do have time, I, I, uh, my husband and I are both vegan. And so we love to find really great vegan spots in each city and um, try them out. We also um, love to go to the museums that are, you know, for that one specific city. So like, 
when we go to, I mean, I can't think of a good place that has a, a, a museum that we, like if we went to San Francisco, I would be like, we have to go see the Walt Disney Family Museum. Like just have to, it's non-negotiable. Um, but yeah, just uh, if whatever that city is known for, um, that's what we wanna do. Um, yeah. That's so cool. That's, yeah. I mean, what an amazing opportunity just to get to experience all these different cities. That's just incredible. It's, it's always been something that I've wanted to do. And I feel incredibly fortunate to be able to, to do it. And we always play the game of, would we live here? <laughs> you know, and like, um, and it's also just like really fun getting to know the communities and getting to know the theater. Like, that's really cool. It's like all these theaters that you're just like, oh my gosh, another, like another amazing new theater. And this one's beautiful. And this one's um, like, th this one's massive outside, but the backstage is bitty. And, you know, you're just learning so much. And yeah, all the nuances of these old theaters that have such history. It's really, really cool. That's awesome. So now you were in the ensemble, but you also understudied Glinda. Tell yeah. us about your Glinda debut. Like, how did that happen? Did you know you were going on? No, you never know. You never know, really. I, I mean, like, on the off chance that somebody has taken a vacation or that somebody has, you know, I don't know, like, planned a, a, is going to a wedding or something, um, you just don't know, um, which is insane. But um I didn't know we were in Eugene Oregon um it's actually we open when we're coming back we open August 3rd in Dallas this year and I that was the date of my Glenda debut two years ago which is insane because I've only been on the show for nine months but like here we are two years later um reopening the show so um yeah so I got the phone call from our stage manager or I got a text and he was like you want to make your Glenda debut today and I was like yes yes very much so I do um and I had done my put in like two weeks earlier you hear that that's that's our front door needs a little WD-40 <laughs> my husband just got home um but anyway yeah so I was just, I, you know, it was, it was for the matinee on Saturday. And um, I was just like, okay, here we go. This is gonna happen, this is happening. So I was actually on the phone with Zach at the time and I got the text, I was like, I have to go by. <laughs> and I just started singing through the show and making sure that I knew um, what I was doing and got to the theater really early and did the show and it was incredible. My first alphabet was Marianne Torres and she is a force to be reckoned with. She is just such an incredible alphabet. And um, I just had such a good time. It was so fun. It was only slightly terrifying. Bless you. <laughs> he says, sorry. Um, it was only slightly terrifying, but it was, um, you know, it was, it was amazing. It's amazing. That must have been such like a surreal moment. I can't even imagine. Yeah, definitely very surreal. You just like remember back all the years that you've been thinking about this and then you're in the bubble and you're above everyone and you're floating down and you're like, it's good to see me, isn't it? And you're just like, ah, what's happening? During, during the first show after the shutdown, when Glinda says, it's good to see me, isn't it? Like, I mean, when Emily and I see it, we're going to be bawling. But oh my God, that's going to be, gonna be that line. Show. That show is going to be like a four hour show. And I hope people are prepared for it because I just feel like the audience is just going to stand and just like like clap for five minutes and we are all gonna be weeping on the stage, just weeping. So 
that's where I'll be. And um, yeah, we will, we'll see. It's gonna, it's gonna be a very long show because I think that a lot of people are just gonna be like, thank God, you know. One thousand <laughs> percent. Yep. So I'm really curious, like how you sort of approached your Glinda and what kind of set her apart for you and your kind of yeah. unique process with her. Yeah. Hmm. It's so interesting. I think what one of the beautiful things about our show is that, you know, so many amazing women have played these iconic roles. And so it you can feel the pressure to be very unique. And you can also feel the pressure to be like a carbon copy of someone. And it's just like really refreshing to know that they they don't want you to copy someone. They want you to be genuinely yourself. And there's something in each woman who does this role that is um, that got this job because of that. Like there's some quirk that they were like, oh yeah, she's in there, you know? Um, so I, I think, you know, it, it changes um, kind of over the months and years and it should, but I, I think I'm obviously definitely influenced by the queen herself, Kristen Chenoweth. She is just incredible and um, amazing. And um, <laughs> my dog. Um, and I, I just think that, do you hear her? Is she like snoring? <laughs> She's like sniffing around below my feet, like a little pig. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm like, I love this dog. <laughs> I would say I'm embarrassed, so but I'm not. I'm just like, I love her more with every breath. Um, so anyway, yeah, I just, I think that it's so, it's just very interesting. Um, I, I think you, like, you have to bring yourself to the role. And there are obviously parameters of, like, what you need to, like, be. But, you know, Kristen Chenoweth and Aaron Mackey are completely different Glindas, you know, and both freaking fantastic. So I, um, you know, I think I just try to live within the world that they've created while bringing myself um, to the role as much as possible um, so that that's what makes it unique. It's not that I'm trying to be someone else, but I'm being myself and tapping into those real truthful moments um, in, in ways. Because I think usually people can either connect to Glinda or they can connect to Alphaba or they, you know, they can co co connect to a bunch of different people. But um, yeah. I think it's, I hope I answered that well. <laughs> no, 100%. I, I definitely agree. It's, it's so cool to get to see different adaptations. Like I've seen Wicked a bunch of times, but it's so cool to see like the intricacies of everybody having such a cool adaptation and it brings such a cool energy to the show. And it, I could see that yeah. show every day for the rest of my life and be very happy. <laughs> yeah. And it's so like, and it's different with every, like every difference, right? Like I've gotten to play Glinda alongside four different alphabets and it, they, like, I would not be a great actress if my Glinda didn't change because of what's being given to me. So, um, you know, my Glinda with, um, Marianne was completely different than my Glinda with Talia, you know, um, and yeah, so it's, it's a constant, um, it's just a constant like shuffling around of, of finding the unique and finding the, um, organic moments that the show offers. It's written so well, like it's just written so well. And it's just, it's just such, I, I can't say enough great things about the show. And we could not agree more. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we're talking about Wicked. It's, I love that show. I think that every theater kid, I mean, it's been like a favorite at some point or it's constantly your favorite. I can't say enough good things about this show. 
I think that everybody's sort of had their own journey with it. And I'm curious, like, what you think is the most rewarding part about telling that story every night and sort of that experience for you on the other side of it? Like, what's been, what stands out about that story? Right. Well, personally, I just love that, you know, we're getting ready to celebrate 18 years of the show existing or being around on Broadway. And it's just insane to me that it is still as relevant today as it was when it hit the theater in 2003. Um, it's got so many beautiful themes in it, um, themes that can span friendship and love and, um, you know, race and othering and, um, you know, prejudices that we have, um, it's, I think, so relevant to so much going on in our world. Um, and I just, I've always been attracted to theater that tells a story, um, tells a bigger story about the world that we live in. And, you know, I think a huge, another huge, aspect of the show is, you know, the difference between good and wicked instead of evil and who is good and who is wicked. Um, and it's not as cut and dry as you would like to think. And there's this whole other layer of propaganda and what it does to us. And um, so I just, I think that people oftentimes really do love going to the theater as a place to escape, especially when, um, the world is the way that it is. And I think that Wicked obviously in its spectacle and its incredible, you know, just grandeur um, offers that, but it also offers for the, the patrons that want to go deeper, it, it offers this conversation of how it connects, how the themes of the show connect to real life and, um, yeah, it's it's really rewarding to be a part of that and to be a part of talkbacks with audience members who want to discuss those things. It's just, it's a really meaningful show. Um, I love that it touches people. I love that it makes people feel seen who don't normally feel seen. And I love that it humanizes people that are so easily villainized um, and vice versa. Um, it just kind of flips everything kind of on its head and has us kind of recalibrate what we know to be true. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's very beautifully said. I couldn't, <laughs> we couldn't have said anything better ourselves. <laughs> so I guess kind of just wrapping up, what are you looking forward to most about returning? I mean, besides obviously having a job because <laughs> not, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> It's been a tough year for everyone in the, especially in the theater community. So what are you looking forward to the most? Yeah, I, well, we're going through a whole rehearsal process. So, and this will be the first time that this cast has been through an entire rehearsal process together. So this will be the most like succinct the show is and like in, in like tune with each other, everyone in the show is since like the opening cast of the tour or of, of Broadway, like the same is gonna happen with Broadway, they're going through rehearsals as well. So it's this unique opportunity, you know, we've had years of just putting people into the show and them finding where they go in the flow of things, but now we're all doing it as a unit and that's just gonna be super powerful. Um, uh, we're gonna get to work with creatives uh, again, which is always amazing. Um, and yeah, I'm just really excited for, um, to be back with my, my family. Um, these people are the people that, you know, we eat, sleep, drink, breathe with like 24 seven, basically so many of us share Airbnbs and we stay in the same hotels and, you know, so we go work out together. We go grocery shopping together. We get our nails done together. And it's been, you know, 16 months of not having that and 
only being able to see people via FaceTime and Zoom and and it's been challenging. And so I think while we're obviously so excited to be back on the road, we're also just like really excited to see one another. And I think that first day of rehearsal is just gonna be an emotional day. Um, none of us, I'd, I don't think we're prepared for it really. I, I don't. I think that we will feel the ripples of what this past year has been and like the absence of friends and family, the absence of the arts for the most part. Um, I think we will feel the, the ripple effects of that for some time to come. And it's gonna take us a long time to, I think, actually understand and recognize what that did to us. <laughs> as artists and as people who love the arts. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'm just really excited to move forward. I'm excited to bring art back to the country. And um, yeah, I think it's a, spe it's a special time. I'm so excited that we're the first tour back out. And um, I just, Wicked Art has always paved the way. So I'm just thrilled that I get to be a part of it and get to kind of be a guinea pig. I'm excited. <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. And it's so exciting that you guys get to hop back on and I'm so excited for you and we all can't wait to be a part of it and catch you all on the road, hopefully soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are we are so excited and oh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be really special. Gonna be, we keep saying it. It's going to be so magical and we're almost there. <laughs> we can see the finish line. You should it. get tickets to the opening night on Broadway. I try. It's, <laughs> Did yeah. you? It's sold yeah. out. It's, sold out so it's completely sold out. Yeah, I checked in French class and um, they were sold out by 8.08 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> I tried, man. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I wonder if our show is sold out. It very likely probably is. I mean, wow. Oh my goodness. That'll be extra magic then. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh. All right, Jennifer, this has been amazing. It's been so cool to talk to you and get to soak up your theater philosophies and knowledge. And it's been such a pleasure to have you on and get to chat. Thank you so much for taking the time today. We really, really appreciate it. Oh, thank you both so much for inviting me and thank you for listening to me ramble and thank you just for everything that you're doing. This is so cool and I can't wait to see what you both do next. Oh, thank you. And we cannot wait to come see you because as Glinda, because we will make sure it happens. <laughs> and to connect with Jennifer on Instagram, follow at Jennifer Newberry, where you can keep up to date on her latest projects. Also, make sure to get tickets to Wicked at wickedthemusical.com. Be sure to follow Theatrical Thoughts at Theatrical Thoughts Podcast on Instagram as well. I'm so glad that we do ticket plugs now. And, the best. <laughs> and thank you so much for listening. And we will see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.